A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. You're with me, Jason Dacey, here on Money FM 89.3, where we bring you inspiring interviews and Singapore stories on weekend mornings. I'm in the company of Frida Liu. She is a producer-presenter at BFM in Malaysia. It's a voice that we know well. She's also working in public relations, uh, media training. She's a moderator and an author. Frida, it's fantastic to have you on my show. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for inviting me. I've been trying to get you for a while because I used to live in Malaysia, as you know, and I worked for Astro for five years and I would listen to you and I listened to BFM and it's a great station. And of course, there are many parallels between Money FM and uh, BFM. Um, but, you you know, tell me about the way that you ended up there because it's about a decade, I think, you've yes. been there now. And yes. I think you're coming up for an anniversary, if I'm not sure. So wrong. we've just uh, celebrated our 10th anniversary in September this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I joined uh, in the you know, so it's 10 years. By the, by the end of this year, I would have been there for 10 years uh, before that I was working in IBM. Um, and it was I was a part-time TV and radio news reader kind of thing and IBM being the full-time job. But it has been an exciting time. I was so intrigued about joining this station that was talk and business. And it, there was there was nothing of that sort at that time. Mm. So, and I know that if I had continued, if I had, if I had joined that station, I wouldn't leave my brains behind. I'll still be growing, mm. you know, in that sense. Mm. Right? Yeah, look, I enjoy driving around Malaysia and many traffic jams and listening to uh, BFM and listening to the great music as well. And, and I, of course, read about, you know, your interesting background that you were born in Brunei, uh, and then you actually went to Kuching as a teenager, as a young teenager. You worked as a receptionist at the Hilton yes. Kuching. Is that correct? That was my first job. Very proud of it. This was uh, finishing the O levels, A levels sort of thing and thinking what I want to do with life, right? Mm. And, and the hotel looked very glamorous from the outside because mm-hmm. you go into a hotel. And then the hotel just started, so just joined, was a part of the Pioneer staff. Um, enjoyed myself and realized that I don't want to do hotel management. Mm. And I decided on doing a, a, a degree in marketing, knowing that if I wanted to go back to the hotel, the, the marketing degree was generic enough. Right. So you can join any industry. Mm. So, yeah. So what were your next steps into uh, media from being a receptionist there in Hilton and, and in PR, I guess? So right. That was the first thing, wasn't okay. it? Okay. So that was the first thing. I was never um, interested in going into media. How I got into media was purely accidental. Uh, this was me after finishing my studies and coming back to Kuching to take care of my dad who was very ill. And there was an, uh, there was an audition for something. The friend said, oh, why don't you audition for this? No, I'm, my dad's sick. I can't, I can't uh, possibly take time off. My dad passed on. And then my friend says, the audition's still going on. This was like a good five, six months. I said, what show is this? It's taking on forever. <laughs> so I met up with the producer of the show and we I didn't even audition. We just had a chat. Mm. So in that conversation, uh, in that conversation, they said, okay, come and do the show. And I didn't realize it was a live TV show. Live, wow. This was in, okay, so this was in the early 90s. Uh-huh. And what was media, what was then, uh, media, no, it's not Media Corp, was then SBC. Uh-huh. So they have a tie-up every every two years with RTM. Mm. Uh, I guess it's part of government relations and they do a variety show. And that year it happened to be held in Kuching. Mm. And they had a male a host that spoke in Malay and then the, there's, and they insisted that the female host was a Sarawakian. They insisted. Right. right. And, and so it, I was just back at the right time, mm. right place, right time. And when do, when I was doing that show, um, the heads, the heads of, of RTM saw me there. 
And that was how I got to audition for TV and, and got in and as a news presenter. Oh, fantastic. Of course, you know, Sarawak is in East Malaysia and the oh, RTM yeah. headquarters are in Kuala Lumpur. Yes. So how long was it before you moved to West Malaysia? So after I took that, I said, I'm not in a hurry. This is not my career calling and everything. I want to go into public relations. So this would have been November uh, November, and the, the year after June, I, I finally got a job in KL working in, 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 a, in, in a PR company. Mm. Settled. And I got into training in October the year after. So I, I just said, I've arrived. I'm ready to start on my terms. Great. Yeah. So, right. But it was, it was something I never wanted to do full time. But when a station like BFM came about, it was a combination of having worked in corporate and having had the broadcast experience. And it was... It just felt like the right thing to do. Mm. So for a while, were you doing both PR and um, presentation at yes. ITM? Yes. And how was that? It was it was great. You know, this was my this was my weekends, like your weekends, <laughs> right? So I never had a weekend, right? Because the news would always be you know late mm. in, a, in a Saturday evening. So that's my Saturday and Sunday. I'm not much of a social life, but then when you when you look back, you're just glad that you did it anyway. You build it, for, you do it for the experience. And mm. so recently, we had a tie up BFM and Astro. We mm. had a tie up to do a, a reality TV show. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the only one who's had TV experience, ah, right? So yeah. it's like you look back, thank God you did these mm. things 20 over years ago. Mm. And, it you know, you bear fruit 25 years later. Yeah. With uh, Frida Lu, she's producer-presenter at BFM in Malaysia for a decade. She's proud of uh, passing the uh, decade mark at uh, a really leading uh, radio station across uh, Southeast Asia. So next steps for you. Uh, you know, when did you make that move to BFM? Uh, what did you think about uh, making that move? And was it sort of like, oh, I'd like to continue to do my PR stuff? Or was it like, okay, I'm full in with uh, broadcasting now? Okay, so I, after that, I, I still love the industry and I still get called to do things with PR companies. And they say, would you want to get into it? No, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. I, I, I appreciate it. I love it. Um, sometimes they would invite me to do a co-media training with them mm. and everything. And I love being in partial in that sense and just coming with experience now that I've had PR and being on the journalist side of things as well I think that's the greater value for me um, I, I don't know I, I think of client servicing and it pains me <laughs> <laughs> why because the clients are so demanding well you know and it's, it's it is right and then sometimes you can't be fully you know sometimes you get clients that, that won't listen right and I was mm, like do I need mm, to do this again I right? think they know better than you is that right? right or whatever you know mm. it's just like okay I'm not I'm not saying no forever a lot of things I realize that you don't say no forever uh, but at this point no I love being on on the other side being on the journalist side and saying things that are truthful to them um, and I understand how it works as well in terms of trying to craft a story, uh, what's the best way of crafting the story, but always being honest with the media, always being honest and not trying to hide anything. I think that's what the station has been trying to do, uh, to bring out the questions, to bring out the, the you know what's on everybody's mind and to address it. We want to get to the level of transparency. The country has gone through a major overhaul this year. And I think we want to, to say get, the least. Yeah, yeah, to say the least, right? Uh, we want to get to that point of being able to, to do that. You know? And, and it's, it's, it's a lovely station to be in. And the early days of uh, BFM, you know, I guess you were based on Capital Radio in the UK. Is that correct? This is Malik's uh, vision yes. and dream, mm. right? And and it was just, uh, and he says that people stopped listening to radio. And it's true, right? I mean, if you, we, people were putting on their iPods, right, back mm -hmm. then, right? And or the MP3s and people stopped listening to radio. And then he came up with the idea of a, a, a why not a business radio station, right? And I think by default, it we, we covered a lot more things that in the current affairs because... 
in Malaysia and in most countries, you know, p- politics and business are very interlinked, right? So we 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 change and evolve in that that uh, in that stance. But I guess business is still our essence. So the show that I do focuses very much on SMEs and startups and technology and personal development, which is my my thing and my interest as well. So that's uh, our DNA. So yeah, that was Malik's. Uh, you know, um, his his growing up in the UK and all that. And personally, when I was work when I was living in Brunei and it was still a British protectorate, my exp- entertainment was listening to the British Forces broadcasting station. Mm. And that was in that little oil town where the British forces were still there. And that was my exposure to how amazing radio can be. Mm. Right. So that gave you an early taste of uh, what was to come. And I like the way that BFM, you know, it's business, football, music, BFM. <laughs> and, you know, it's such a nice mix of both. Uh, but in the early days of working there, you know, how did you find, you know, getting into media in such a 100%, you know, committed way? Right. How was it different to what you've done with RTM and PR? Okay, so with, uh, PR was, of course, a full-time job. Working at IBM was a full-time job. RTM was the part-time job. I, I remember the first two years, you know, the station, just just growing up and trying to you know how we are able to convince people to advertise with us you know mm. and and that was that was like the crucial first two three years in making our mark and we're not uh, we're only in the Klang Valley of course we're, we've always been very progressive with technology with our podcasts and all that from the get go uh, and we were ahead of our time so I remember the f- and then just staying true to what we believe in so uh, 10 years on I do I still enjoy doing enterprise I've you know I've seen uh, the evolution and it's been an exciting time for us right I mean we talk from the onset of the smartphones and mm. how technology has just changed watching interviewing Grab when they first started when they were my taxi <laughs> when they first started yeah. and look at them now yeah, right and, and it's only what six years mm five, six years and how they've just evolved and seeing that in our lifetime and having it and knowing these people and seeing and, and many as well, those that have succeeded, those that have pivoted, those that have failed, uh, to be to be part of that uh, from the outside is very interesting. Right? And I think that, that keeps me energized and keep going. And I think we're still very, and it's very important uh, that we continue to be relevant. Um, one of the, our values is to cons- constantly educate, entertain, enlighten, and to resonate. And we have to stay and keep ourselves on our toes and always continue to be relevant. Right. Now, from a personal point of view, you've had a busy, I guess, decade or so. You know, mm. you, you got married, you got divorced, mm. uh, you have, a, have a, a kid as well. Can you tell us about that? Oh, the kid? Okay, the kid is <laughs> <laughs> the baby. Okay, the okay. baby. Uh, the yeah. ba- the it's always a baby, right? <laughs> He's uh, all of 16. Uh, yes. So this is, no, I got married years ago. Uh, so that was very, I think that was a very pivotal point for me as well. And realizing, um, you know, if you've read Stephen Covey's book, all right, where you, if you don't spend time on the, uh, important, not urgent. One day it'll be important and urgent, right? Mm, and it's just like, mm. where have I, where have I spent my time, right? Yep. Um, so this, I guess, it was the onset of starting at BFM, and then of course it was the end of the, the marriage. But it was also then uh, finding out who am I, right? Who am I, and uh, what do I contribute? And to spend time, and I'm very particular about this. That I spend time for fitness, that I spend time for family, I spend time for friends, I spend time with finance, and looking at all these things. And they would, there were areas that I ignored, right? And so I always tell people, if you earn all that money and you you look back and you don't see friends and family, what's the point of all that money? So I'm very conscious of how I make sure that I have 
time for all these things in my faith to all that that is really really important and because when you're the 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 deathbed story at 80 yeah. right what will people say about you and then live your life backwards that's very true so you think at one point you were just too career focused too driven yes you know yeah. and it was just too much of that and and not uh, and you know you you take things for granted so never take anything for granted i think this year the last couple of years i had friends who's just passed on mm. mysteriously yeah, we've you know all what had I mean? that. right mm. and it's just like so what is what what's what's the point of life right what's the impact and i think as you get older mm. you significance you know you, you look at maslow's uh, hierarchy and you know you you're fed and you've got all that and you think about what's my significance what's my impact on life i think that becomes important right yeah so. i think you get more grateful don't you for the things that you've got too mm. perspective is important and you mentioned your kids now 16 mm. wow a big boy he's a big boy uh, he is he is a a a hardest thing to do raising a child is the hardest thing to do because you're just thinking have i done enough have i have i spent enough time with him uh he i don't know if it's a it's a boy thing i try not to get into gender but he's just so relaxed he's so and i understand that he's he's of a different personality from me and i need to know that i can't impose my personality on him but it's just like what are you driven about boy what are you what do you want to do in life you know and so just whatever it is that you want to do just do your best you want to be a youtuber great you know but it's just like you know and and that's, I give him that space and know that he, his mom always loves him, right? I mean, we had a conversation the other day where he was playing football and one of his friends actually tripped a, a across his leg and broke his arm. Oh. And he was completely distraught, right? And now he, I could see, you know, he came back from school and I was like, I said, it's not your fault. And, and he just needed a hug. Mm. You know, so, and that's, you know, you've got to be there for these things. You say he's not driven like you, but does he have some of your personality traits, do you think? Um, no, I don't think he's genetic. Mm. I, I, I don't, uh, he is, he's very good one-on-one in conversations. I find that he's able to do that. He doesn't like crowds, but when he gets to meet anyone one-on-one, he's able to engage in a conversation. He starts talking, bad-mouthing his mother, <laughs> and that usually gets people excited. <laughs> So he could be a radio host, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> so, what about you uh, going forward? You know, what's uh, what's exciting for you? And you know, what you've, you've achieved so much. A, a decade of um, BFM has been incredible. It's made a major impact uh, in oh, Malaysia yeah. and elsewhere. But what would you like to do in the future? You know, I. I do plan for thirty percent of my life and leave seventy percent to God. I'm serious, um, and I've got a new I've got a new book uh, coming out in March, and this is this is this will be my fifth book. But this book particularly was about people being comfortable in their skin. And I think you get to a certain age, then you realize that you have to get comfortable in your skin, and that we're all called to do different things. And in that book, I featured people who have um, you know excelled in sports, right? And that's their thing, right? And a lot of it is women, right? A lot of them are. It's not not purposely women skewed, but these are the mm. women I know, and I, I just admire them. That that's what their thing is. Someone's got work very much involved with refugees and doing things for society, and that's your thing, right? And let's not get caught up with what is popular. Uh, we're all not meant to be Kim Kardashians, <laughs> right? And you don't you have to be or want to be, but if that's your calling, because it did took took me a while as well. Is radio really my thing? Is this is this really my skill? Am I in it for the right reasons? Right? And I feel that doors have opened for me. This must be my calling. And I guess I pushed it for the longest time. Mm. Um, thinking that 
let me let me be very sure that I'm in it because I love doing it and not for the fame and the glory, mm. right? So and and people will have different callings, right? And we and to understand that and to get to that and also at the same time I wanted to talk about this whole idea about image, body image, yeah. right? And because that's a big problem, especially with with the younger ones, mm. right? Um, what everything has been photoshopped anyway, but yeah. they believe that that's real, yeah. And it really impacts people, especially like I said, the young the younger folks, mm. boys and girls. So how do we find out more about your book that's coming out in March? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay, that's the most, that's the most, uh, I will definitely talk about it. Um, and yes, it will be available in March in your skin. You can get a hold of my other books as well, uh, Bursting Fixed Mindsets, which you can get on MPH. Um, if not, you can order online, but yeah, you can find out about it. And you've got a lot of good stuff on LinkedIn. I enjoy following you on LinkedIn with your little videos and, and all that. Frida, Finally, I got you on my show. I've achieved something before the end of 2018. It's been so nice to have you here. Frida Liu, she is a presenter, producer at BFM for a decade in Malaysia, also a trainer, moderator, author, and an all-round media pro. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jason.